You're making one right decision today. You're listening to Handcuffs and Sage. Three badass moms bringing you all the true crime and paranormal your heart desires. I'm Red. I'm Timo. I'm Dre. And don't let your kids listen. Seriously, just don't. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Hey, hey. Aloha. So, this is after... um, down the rabbit hole, part two or episode two. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> Conspiracy theories at your service. So, this has been really fun. I actually am thoroughly uh, looking forward to these episodes. It's something a little bit different. We're mixing it up. Our down the rabbit hole episodes uh, are intriguing to me. And so, tonight we have Rock. And what are we going to be talking about tonight, Rock? Oh, tonight's a fun one. I'm really excited. Tonight we're going to touch on the moon landing conspiracy, which uh, is a very popular and exciting conspiracy that's been gaining traction, uh, especially this past five years. I think everyone's probably heard little tidbits of it in the in the media. Yeah. Go ahead. Red. Red and Timo here. (laughs) So fun story at dinner tonight. I thought I would bring it up with the fam and see how they felt about it. Oh, and that go? <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to be talking to each other for a while. So. Oh, cool. what I love it. Things got heated. Um, <laughs> so uh, my Bubba, he researches everything and he brings up things all the time that we had no idea mm-hmm. he researched. And apparently, this is something that he has researched quite extensively, <laughs> and we had no idea. And uh, so he was pulling out all the stops as uh, as to why he thinks it. You know, we went to the moon; it was real. And he went uh, on and on. So things did get heated, um, but dinner was delicious, so that's good. And so I was really <laughs> excited about having this conversation with you guys to kind of see how everybody else felt about it um i did a deep deep dive into this subject and the more i dove in the more excited um i got uh to talk about this subject um i just wanted to bring up again to all our listeners that we are still on quarantine and we were we are all recording remotely so there are some little hiccups here and there but stay with us because this is going to be good yeah. Yeah. So, um, when when you uh, said Bubba, were you uh, your were you referring to your boy? Um, was he pulling out the stops or your old man? Oh well, everyone kind of spoke their piece. I don't want to say you know how they felt, which way or the Got other, it. but it was my my little my little Bubba <laughs> who has. Uh, you know, done a lot of research, and my big Bubba uh, <laughs> said a couple things, and then my uh, psycho teenager, she had some fun <laughs> things to say too. So everyone had some different ideas, but then it opened a whole can of worms, and we were talking about like the Mandela effect. It just it, it was a whole thing. It was like a whole thing. nice. Mm. Wish I was a fly on the wall. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. It it was fun. It was interesting. It's always great to see like, you know, how your kids see the, the world and what they think is real or not, you know. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That was fun. 
Well, the fun, the, 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 what makes it so interesting is how high profile a topic is. I mean, I'm sure we all grew up reading our science books and, um, yeah, we made it to the moon, the first country. It's exciting, you know, and, and, and then to even think that it could, there could be a conspiracy act involving this situation, even think that that's possible is like blasphemous to most people. Like, how dare you even say that about these astronauts you know and so that's what makes it so fun is it, people get passionate about it and uh yeah i think it makes it a fun topic and you know i i haven't developed a stance on this because i actually haven't been to the moon yet i don't know about you guys um, <laughs> what oh my gosh you have to we love it yeah it's, i mean it's been a while since i've been there so um <laughs> But I'll tell you, I've I, I've seen a, I've I've seen a lot of information that, like uh, Timo said, is just compelling and makes you want to dive deeper and deeper. Um, right. Right. So did you guys uh, did you get the chance to kind of look at the, you know, the handful of main conspiracy points that people like to use as their arguing points? Did you get to kind of see? Yes. The... Oh yeah. yeah. Bring it. Now, Bring it. So what, I I just want to say that. I'm super excited to finally be talking about something um, that I myself was not alive yet. So that's very rare. <laughs> because you're so old. Uh, well, this happened between 1969 and 1972. And I was born in 1973. So, okay. Very short period of time. The moon missions, right? Yeah. Right. All um, from Apollo 11 to Apollo 17, I believe, all happened in a three or four year span. And uh, right. it's incredible that they stopped. You know, what, what do you guys think about that? Well, I asked uh, the fam this very same question. I said, how long do you think it's been since we've been to the moon? Uh, you know, it's been four decades. And I thought, that's odd. That's weird. Yeah, that that's kind of part of what tickles my uh, curiosity a little bit it's like uh, you know with, with the uh, technology we, we're all we all hold in our hands on our cell phones and you know all the other technology we use just to get by in our lives look how advanced we've come um, except you know the astronauts technology the spaceships um, that technology appears to be lost and we can't dig it back up or we can't um, I don't know if you've heard the official NASA story. Um, there's a guy and, and he's he's on videotape saying, you know, we we um, we had to get rid of the technology that we had to go to the moon for national security purposes. And to get that technology back would just be too painful. That's that's the pretty much official story. And I'm just like, OK, so that's the only that's the only part of our life that has gone backwards in technology. Everything else has gone light years ahead, but we can't seem to get our technology back in order to get a man on the moon. Um, well, how did they what, how did they get rid of this technology? I, I was like I was curious about this question, but, you know, with all these kids around me, I, I didn't have time to research as well as I would have liked to. Um so I'm curious as to what the reasoning is as why they got rid of it. Do, do we know? I, I think I can answer that. Okay. Um, I actually um, saw on BBC there is a, a talk show and it's called um, Hashtag This Morning. And they had um, a skeptic and a scientist. And the skeptic's name was Martin Kenny. 
and the uh, scientist was uh, Dr. Sarah Bosman. And basically, she gave two reasons to that question. First, question, first answer was that it's just old technology. And she said, if you look at an old vehicle, if you have an old vehicle right now and you want to fix it, and we're talking probably like, you know, like 50s, 60s vehicle, it's going to be harder and harder and harder for you to find parts to uh, fix that up the way it used to be. So that's one thing that she said. And then she also said it comes down to funding because that little period of time, they spent billions and billions of dollars to have these these missions. And um, I think, in my opinion, I think that um, they'd rather spend the money on something else. And yay, the moon, like what's there to be, you know, there's there's nothing that can be done there. Mm-hmm. And if we have the technology to do something there, then why don't we just do that here on Earth and make it better for us to live here if, if it ever came down to that. Okay. Good point. Good point. Good, good answer. <laughs> yeah. Can I, uh, let's, I want to take this kind of back in time and kind of talk about how this even got to be a thing, sure. right? And kind of where minds were um, and what may have happened, right? So we were in the space race, mm-hmm. right? Right. Okay. And we were in, this was during the Cold War. Uh, it we were at a standstill with our bombs, right? Russia and was ahead of what us. What was going to happen there, right? Russia was ahead of us in the, in the space race, um, just over and over and over again. And I'm sorry, one second. I'm sorry. I'll just add to that. Um, and and Kennedy basically made his most famous speech, President Kennedy, um, that we were going to put people on the moon or man on the moon. So. Uh, when the president says we're going to do that, we're going to do that. We have, so, yeah, right. So, so Kennedy comes out just like by the end of the decade, uh, we're going to be at the moon. Now he did die, uh, I think, a year later after making that statement. But it was July twentieth, nineteen sixty nine, just months before the end of the decade, that this happened. Right. right. Um, so in nineteen sixty one, Yuri uh, Gargarin. Gargarin was the first human actually in space orbit. Okay. And then in May of 1961, an American Alan Shepard was in orbit just for a few moments, but again, we were behind. Right. And so we really wanted to be number one. And I think that's why things kind of came to a head if it did. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. And so at the time, a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, the CIA was doing a lot of like psychological like operations and things like that just to um, mess with the Soviet Union. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm reading a book yeah. on CIA yeah. mind control experiments right now. <laughs> yes, it's a, that's a lot of fun. So they were doing a lot of this and it was all about back and forth between us and the Soviets, Um, you know, it was, you know, whose dick is bigger, basically. This is a situation that's been going on and on and on. And so 
I think that's why a lot of people think, okay, we just said, oh, we're doing this, right? Even if we didn't actually do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know, and, and I think it the part the hardest part for me to, to get on board, the and I like conspiracies. It doesn't mean I believe them all, but I enjoy hearing the sides. Is, no, yeah, yeah, it's right? fun. It's fun. I, 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 I believe that the government and NASA fully has the capability to pull off, say that was a scam. I believe they have the capability to pull it off. Uh, however, Damn what, straight. I, what I have a hard time believing is all the other experts who work for NASA and who work for the government and people who are a ton, you know, light years ahead of me in, uh, you know, brain capacity. The, the fact that there would have to be a lot of people that would really have to look, turn the blind eye. Or, you know, so I would think exactly. there's a movement would be bigger. A mass amount of people. A mass amount of Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Um, now, I don't know if you guys dove into The Shining at all, but if you want to make this fun, we, we should really talk yeah. about that. Yeah, bring um, it. So bring the, it. The Shining, you know, the, the Stanley Kubrick film with uh, Jack Nicholson, right? Nicholas? Yeah, Jack Nicholson right. and, and Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. The little boy Danny. I forget his actual name. But um, that movie is pretty cool. The more you learn about it um, and all the little hidden things in the movie really get exciting. Um, So, Rock, let's back up a sec. Um, So it was Stanley Kubrick, right, that that um, arranged for the camera to be installed on the. the landing, the the vehicle that actually landed on. The I believe so. Track. Yeah, he was involved with NASA, and to the extent we'll never know, probably right, because it's a it's a story that they're going to mm-hmm. take to the grave. If if it, if it was a hoax, they're going to take it to the grave, and by the time we would find out, um, it would be too many generations past to where the kids aren't going to care, and they're going to be like, "Yeah, we got bigger fish to fry." But um, here here's a couple cool things. So. Stephen King wrote The Shining and Stan- Stanley Kubrick produced the film. Um, and so Stephen Correct. King, um, when he gave his initial reaction to The Shining, he was upset. He was pissed off at Kubrick because he changed the story so much. Right. Um, so it, mm-hmm. the devil lies in the details. Right. Some, some he didn't change the whole story, but he changed little little details. And if you look at all the details that were changed, each one of them was kind of a hint to to the moon landing and um basically um <clears throat> i believe if 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 what 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 happened is that stanley kubrick was trying to tell the public what he was going through in doing the moon landing for the government and i don't know if you remember uh, jack in the movie his name was jack in the movie as well jack nicholson he right, um right he get he's getting in fights with his wife and, and he's yelling at her. he's like don't you understand what a contract is don't you understand what an agreement it is? And he's, he's taking all his frustration oh. out on her. And um, I think it's mm-hmm. kind of, it was his way of, of, of telling the public through clues that there was something more going on. Now it might've not, not have been a confession, but I think there was enough clues in there to really make people think. So um, the, the, the biggest um, scene that was really kind of scary when, when you look at it from this mind point, or from this uh, point of view, excuse me, is when the little boy Danny's in the hallway and he's on the carpet and he's playing with his little trucks, little fire truck, and he's standing. the The carpet has a pattern to it, 
and the pattern is like these hexagons right. and they're like intertwined like kind of yin and yang opposite hexagons everywhere right now if you right. if you look up on google um the nasa uh launch site in houston where you know uh the the apollo 11 took off from um it looks almost identical to the carpet it, it's intertwined hexagons different landing spaces it's like a like a hexagon with like a runway and then the next one over is like flipped opposite so they're all I love this yeah. so much. I, so, I love this. So, so it gets good. It gets even better, right? And then, and then, uh, Danny, the little boy, is wearing a sweater, and the and the sweater is an Apollo Eleven sweater with the actual spaceship right on the sweater. If it doesn't, that's yeah, the one I love. Right? And, <laughs> and so, in in that scene, he's he's kind of crouched down, and he's stand, He's in the center of one of the octagon or one of the hexagons. Excuse me, and he's got his little trucks around, and then a ball rolls up to him up the up up the like launch ramp little section of the carpet and it's like a baseball like a rubber baseball or something um but they say that kind of that you know that's to kind of um simulate like the moon because the all of a sudden there's a moon there and then and then he stands up and you and they you see his sweatshirt and so it's kind of like the space you know the space shuttle lifting off um so that's kind of cool and 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 i actually just caught tonight when i was brushing up on my like you know some of these videos reviewing some of the stuff i've seen in the past i didn't realize that the carpet pattern was identical to the launch site and that tripped me out i was like oh crap yeah. i didn't catch that last time <laughs> but here's another thing which is pretty cool so two things um when kubrick made the film um he kubrick's the man i mean he's made some pretty intense movies he knows what he's doing he's an artist mm -hmm. right so he basically mm -hmm. told stephen king fuck you and he said i'm gonna make this movie my way and what he did was uh in in the book that stephen king wrote there was a um the first car that jack was driving up to the little chateau in the hills was like a it was a a red volkswagen beetle well in the movie he's driving a yellow volkswagen beetle big deal right so they, on the on the drive up to the mountain to the chateau <laughs> there's an accident and there's a car that's crunched under a semi truck or something like that like a big dirt truck or something now the car that's crunched up and smashed is a red volkswagen bug so he's basically telling <laughs> kubrick this is my movie hmm. and i'm gonna do it my way Here's another thing. So another thing that he changed from the original book was the room number where Jack was doing all his writing. Right. Remember the in the book the room number is two uh, seventeen, and then um, in the in the movie he changed it to two thirty seven. Now, if, if you look Damn. up how many uh, miles the moon is from the Earth, it's two hundred seven thousand yep. miles away. <laughs> That's so crazy. So I mean, it's it's hard to know to know if it, he did it for fun to screw with people or or if he was trying to like you know reach out and be like someone help like i you know i couldn't tell anyone i was sworn to silence so i'm gonna make a movie and i'm an artist and i'm gonna put it out there for you know the uh, go-getters to find on their own um, right and there are um, some rumors um i actually uh <laughs> found a few other few other things in The Shining. I've watched this movie a million times, and I've never really put these scenes to this yeah. topic before. And I don't even remember the boy wearing um, 
that Apollo 11 sweater that over your head right yeah but i don't remember i don't even remember twice about it when i first saw the movie i just remember being warned that it was a crazy movie so i'm like when am i going to get scared next you know right so there's a kitchen scene and um it it scrolls by some some boxes you know they're in the kitchen there's boxes of you know kind of like dry goods whatever just pouring for the season and one of the boxes has like a 00039 on it and the launch pad that Apollo 11 was launched off of was launch pad number 3039 all wow. kinds of clues in there and then there's the tang, tang. Yes. there's tang up on the, on the yeah, you, like tons the tang, of tang. tang and we all know that tang was the astronaut drink of the United States of America <laughs> yep you know, it, it it's hard for me. I, I I honestly feel I like to believe the, the sexy story, not the boring story. So um, I'm okay if I get made fun of. All, all, all like that's why we're doing this down the rabbit hole series. But I, after, the more it makes the, the conspiracies make more sense than the official stories. And when you get to that point, you're just like, but why? But how? Why would they? The why doesn't make sense. Why would the government lie to us except for the fact? to prove to the Soviets that how, how we made it to the moon first, we, whether or not it was a film that was made in Hollywood or, you know, the, the Nevada desert, who the hell knows, but either way they convinced the public that it happened or maybe it did happen. <laughs> Let's briefly just brush over the, the common conspiracy points that, that, that are made real quick. Um, you know, the first, the first couple yes. videos I watched that kind of like woke me up a little bit, were um, basically regarding the footage that was released of the actual moon landings. There's a couple little discrepancies. So um, the, 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 the easiest one to talk about, I'd say, is the American flag waving in the wind. Uh, there's not supposed to be any right. wind or any atmosphere on the moon. It's actually supposed to be in space like a, it's a vacuum. Um, a little bit of gravity, right, but not much. And um, the fact that they, they, they hammered the, the flag into the moon and it did. It waved around a little bit. A lot of experts say, how could that happen? You know, how, how could it be waving um, in the moon when there's there's no there's no wind on the moon? Apparently. Um, another thing on that same topic, um, if space is supposed to be a vacuum, which is like a negative pressure. Right. Um, weird things happen uh-huh. in a negative. If you take a if you take a beaker of like a sealed capsule of water and you um I actually have a vacuum pump for for the industry that I work in. But if you were to remove the pressure from that and suck it out um, and you just had room temperature water, it would begin to boil without any heat. So you could boil water with zero heat by by changing the atmospheric pressure. So another property when you're in space and you're in negative pressure is uh, there's no noise in a vacuum. Okay, so uh, Uh when they hammered the flag into the moon, you hear clink, clink, clink. A lot of experts pointed that out right away. Wait, yeah. wait a minute, there's not supposed to be noise in the vacuum. So that was another thing that was pointed out. Um, and and um, another obvious one that a lot of, um, you know, um, movie editing experts and little, little techie dudes caught right away was there was conflicting shadows on the different, um, like the, the moon landing spacecraft and say the flag or the astronauts there were shadows coming in at different directions and as if there was a alternate light source like like movie lighting set up um and, you know as opposed yeah. to it just being 
from the sun. Um, so that that one kind of tripped me out because when you look and now if you look if you look at the photos on NASA, they've they've recently been edited. So you no longer will see <laughs> the conflicting shadows, but the uh, the original photographs, uh, you know, before censorship started taking hold of the mainstream, they were a little more damning, if you will. Right. Um, let's talk about the, the absence of stars yes, in the background. Too. You don't see any stars on any of the photographs, right? Right. Now, did you guys get a chance this did you guys get a chance to watch um, in your travels the Apollo 11 press conference after the moon land, the moon mission was complete? No. Okay, so let me just tell you, <laughs> it's only about an hour and a half long, but this might be the most intense video you've ever watched. And um, yeah. Oh, shit. It, and that, this video you can still find on YouTube. And um, I swear to God, like there's press, there's press conferences before the moon um mission started and these guys were excited they probably had the coolest job in the country you know they were pilots they were they were you know some of the nation's finest uh when it comes to talent and um i'm there's even a couple videos where neil armstrong had to eject out of a rocket that crashed because it didn't quite make it they had a lot of trouble getting these rockets up into space it was no easy task um and so um you know i when you watch when you watch this press conference, the look on these guys' faces is so sad and upset. It, it, it looks like they just done something terrible, like they just killed the neighbor's kid's dog, and they don't know how to break the news to him. They it, the, the look really? on the look on Neil Armstrong's face, especially, it's like he's just been betrayed, and he has to keep it in, and he can't let it out. And, and I, I swear to God, you can see the you can see it on his face. You can't hide certain look he, he looks like hit like his first love broke up with him i mean i uh, there's a million different things you can say he looks like but he doesn't look like someone who just accomplished the biggest um you know the the biggest feat in you know the united states history the biggest uh, accomplishment in, you know in history of nasa uh, they definitely don't seem like that and then also in that conference they were asked a question from from a reporter and he's like so, Mr. Armstrong, uh, when you were on the surface of the moon, did you see the stars in the solar corona? And then he's like, uh, <coughs> we, we didn't actually see stars. And then as, right when he's saying that, another astronaut's like, yeah, we saw some stars. And so they conflicted right away. And then they're like, oh, you first. And so they let someone talk. And, and then um, they kind of figured out a way to mesh that conversation a little more cohesively. But you got to watch it, guys. And I'll tell everybody okay. out there, like, if you want to, if you want to have your uh, question, your childhood, watch this conference and you'll, you'll, you'll lose your shit. It, it's no joke. I mean, I don't know. Unless they saw aliens and that's why they were so shaken up. Maybe they got probed. <laughs> Did you? I don't know. You got to share that with me because I'm really curious. Yeah, just you it. just got to go. I'll, I'll share it with you guys, but it's on YouTube. Um, you know, Apollo 11 uh, press conference. And I'll tell you, there was a, there's a lot of footage of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin talking in good spirits. This is one of the few where it's very dark and it's very different and you can feel it. So I, I recommend it. Um, did you guys get a chance to check okay. out 
Um, Bart Sabrell is his name and Astronauts Gone Wild videos. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. This dude. I, I have love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You have to. So, so you watched him, Timo? Um, I, I did. So he, he's an author. He wrote some books. He also produced about four different independent films. But his claim to fame was chasing down the astronauts with a Bible <laughs> and telling them to put their hand on the Bible and swear that they went to the moon. <laughs> so his mistake was walking up to Buzz, uh, Buzz Aldrin um, at the Lux Hotel in Beverly Hills, and he just kept on harassing him and harassing him. And, um, and Rock, oh, what yeah, happened? He, he got decked in the nose by old Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, he, he got cold clock. <laughs> And it's all on camera, and it's friggin' hilarious. Yep, yep. It it is, and you know, I think he kind of he kind of deserved uh, at least a little bit of something because he was harassing him. Um, at the same time, if going to the moon was one of your biggest accomplishments, and you did it, if I did it, and someone asked me to swear in the Bible that I did something that I did, I would have no problem doing it, right? I'd be like, okay, I'll swear on the Quran, I'll swear on the mm-hmm. Bible, I'll swear on the, the Holy Grail. You know, if you're not lying, you got nothing to lose, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think I, if it was fake, I still and I, it was if my ass was on the line from the government, I would still, I would still touch that fucking Bible and, and swear <laughs> that I went to the yeah, moon. You sure, know what sure, I mean? Sure. You know, there was one astronaut, uh, maybe John. I forget his last name. There was one that that did swear on it, and he's like, "If you want me to swear on the Bible, fine. Here I go." And then he did it. Um, but I believe Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and. And another one uh, refused to. And, uh, you know, they, they don't have to be put on the spot like that. I, I get it. But that, that's in, an interesting topic. Did you also see when Buzz Aldrin's interviewed by Bart Sabrell in his office? That that's a little that's that one goes a little bit deeper there. Was this before the, this, this whole was probably um, before events? Or... I think when he got punched in the okay. nose by Buzz, um, <laughs> I, I believe. Yeah, when he got punched in the nose by Buzz, he was probably already irritated and knew about the guy a little bit. But but in the interview, when he interviewed him in his office, it it almost came to a point of admission of, of guilt in a sense. You, you um, Basically, what Buzz Aldrin says is like, oh, shit. Look, look, talk to NASA. If you're mad, talk to NASA. They, they're, they're responsible for everything, not me. So he didn't he didn't say it out loud. But um, if, if you're one to read body language and go off gut feelings, something was off there, <laughs> you know, it was pretty crazy. Right. And um, there was something else. I'm just something else just slipped my mind. It'll come back to me. But there was some other little little sweet little piece of information that I had. <laughs> well, there's um, also there's Bill Casey, who. I think he was like the first one to come out and, and start saying that this is a hoax. And he actually started something that's called the moon hoax movement. And um, I guess he worked for rocket die. Um, Rocky, um, you know anything I about that? Um, I've, I've probably seen him speak. I just don't remember the name, um, you know, but I guess he had really deep insight on Mercury, Gemini, Atlas, and okay. Apollo. So he really sounded like he had a, a lot of knowledge of of the space program. Yeah, you know, there, 
there was another couple interesting things. The more you look into the moon thing, the more you realize, like, holy crap, like, this is the crap I was fed as a kid, did, and I believed it all. Like, didn't ever even, like, as a kid, you never thought to ask a question. Like, questioning the official storyline wasn't even considered, it, it, like, that wasn't, wasn't even talked about at all remember it was like how no the, right. the government doesn't lie they're our government they look out for us you know but um when you look back and watch these videos you'll notice a couple of things one when the the video of like the lunar lander leaving the moon looks like a bad hollywood film where the dinosaurs are going to come out and like they're like made out of clay it, it just blasts <laughs> off like instantly it looks so fake um another thing the pictures of the astronauts around the, the lunar lander um they're, they're, the, the legs of the lunar lander are wrapped in um, like this gold foil. Looks like something you'd wrap your presents in. Yeah, what it is up with that? It looks kind of flimsy to me. I don't know. That's about weird. That was yeah. That was bizarre and, to me and, too. And the that whole was, idea yeah. that they have to blast out of the Earth's atmosphere, and then the the spaceship almost catches fire due to the heat and friction. Yet that little flimsy foil covering stayed on intact. Okay, that's one thing that caught my eye. Another thing. Um, there was no dust, no crater from when it came down and landed, no plume of dust. It's supposed to be really fine dust. Like um, they actually said, one of the astronauts said it's, it's real fine dust uh, similar to um, the high desert, you know, like uh, Antelope Valley or, mm -hmm. or wherever, you know, Quartz Hill. Um, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that just don't add up. My problem is all the debunking stories, they don't really do it for me. They're like there's a there's an explanation really? for everything but i'm like i don't know it doesn't sound like that good of an explanation here's one example i, I bought some of them some, i, no, I thought some, they were yeah, pretty some good of them are, I, I, they, they have like science to prove it and statistics and blah 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 but there's a couple things that it's the ones they don't talk about that really get me like uh the van allen radiation belts so the re part of the reason they say that they say right. we go to the moon today is because the, the radi radiation would kill our astronauts because of the Van Allen radiation. So even Obama, when he was the president, he admitted we, we haven't left lower Earth orbit yet now, except for the moon landing, supposedly. So to this day, we can't we do not have the technology to leave lower Earth orbit um, because of these Van Allen radiation belts that it's like a big like a big uh, hula hoop wrapped around the Earth, you know, um, not around the, the poles, but, you know, horizontally around that way. And so um, right. when, when the Apollo astronauts came back from the mission in the same conference that I had told you about already, um, they were asked about the Van Allen radiation belts because it was supposed to be a, such a huge deal. And they were trying to figure out how to line the spaceship with lead to protect the astronauts from radiation and this and that. And when they were asked the question, they basically answered like, I, I don't know if we went through any radiation belts. I, I feel fine. Do you feel fine? Yeah, we're good. And I'm just like, <laughs> they, they, they go back oh, no. like this deep scientific data to, yeah, we didn't see stars. Maybe we did see stars. We're, I wasn't looking for stars. Like that, that quality of like a description. I don't know. You know, if you're going to the moon, you know, don't, first of all, don't bring back a couple rocks, maybe, maybe a couple gallons of rock, like something more, give us something more, but there's just, there's not enough there, there for me to buy it. And, um, I do, I actually, on this topic, I'm going to go with the conspiracy theorists and say, I think it was faked to catapult the U S into the spotlight and fulfill JFK's prophecy. Um, that's my opinion, you know, but, um, 
I don't know, the facts that they've come out haven't convinced me otherwise. And another thing you have to look at, too, is look at NASA's budget during it. Look at all those people who got paid heavily um, and their families are well off. And imagine if all that went for a, a, a fake movie just to secure our, our spot in the space race. Imagine all that wasted taxpayer dollars if it was a hoax. Um, and that, you know, and it, it was crazy, too, because there were so many protests and riots and all this stuff going on because people were really pissed off because they're like, um, you know, we don't have money for food. We don't have money to feed our people, this, that, whatever. But you have all this yeah, money. Millions of and there was a, day, a their, their budget was astronomically high. I, I used to have the numbers written down. I don't right now. But, yeah, what a budget, right? Right. So crazy. I think the most damning piece of evidence for the moon landing is that we haven't gone back and technology everywhere else in the world has skyrocketed. And I just don't buy it. I've, I, I used to work on um, uh, naval installations and Air Force installations doing construction. And I've seen rockets take off. I've seen, um, you know, Minuteman missiles. I used to work on uh, a warehouse where they the Minuteman missile trucks were serviced right i've seen some cool stuff and some cool technology and i just i don't buy that we went backwards in technology i just don't there's just no possible way we've had um we have plenty of budget you know we, we don't even know where our money goes they every day we're in a 10 trillion billion dollar i don't even know how to i don't even know how many zeros a trillion is you lost me at that point so you know i i really i really feel like it could have right. been pulled off I don't know. One other little tidbit um, is I, I heard that um, the the movie Eyes Wide Shut, which was a Stanley Kubrick film, it was his last film before he died. Uh, I heard that that movie was mm -hmm. released on the anniversary of the Apollo missions. If that's not, you know, <laughs> if that's not interesting, really? I don't know what is. And can wow. we go back to uh, yes, please. Stanley Very Kubrick guy? Sure. All, all day long. I love him. Go right ahead. So there's rumors, actually, that in the 1970s, his wife told some friends that, yes, it was a hoax. And really? he did the footage for it. Wow. And people are, you know, there, there's nothing to substantiate that that actually happened, that those co conversations happened. But people are saying, yeah, she kind of opened her mouth a little bit about it because people are like, well, nobody has said anything. Well, I'm sure there's people that well, I, have I, said I think also, something. I think he released <laughs> a statement right before his death and probably one of the most deleted videos in the world if it is out there, but I think he released a statement about it and um, I think, I don't think it was mainstream. I think it was a private interview and I think the only copies of it now are um you know, just written responses, uh, recorded responses, you know, written down in text. I don't, I don't know if the, I haven't found the video. I've been looking deep for that video <laughs> and I haven't been able to find it, but what an interesting uh, character he is, you know, and um, it wasn't, didn't the NBA, some NBA guys hop on the moon conspiracy thing this past couple of years. Who was that? Like uh, Steph Curry or someone was like, yeah, you seen that moon landing shit. That shit's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. And then, he, and then awesome. he, he was getting yelled at. For so it, but I know um there's I'm not the only one. That's that's <laughs> awesome. So I wanted to bring up um did you guys see um First Man with uh, yes. Ryan Gosling? No. Okay. 
Well, I'm not going to go too much into it because I want you to watch it because it's it's such a great movie. But it basically follows Neil Armstrong's life. And you really do learn a lot about him and his life prior to the space station. And you really don't learn too much after that. Um, it, it basically goes up to the return from the mission and then it basically ends there but josh singer is the screenwriter for um for this uh movie and he uh he also gives spotlight spotlight was the movie uh where the boston globe journalists um basically um exposed the uh catholic priests with the oh, yeah. stations and all that did you guys see that so he won an Oscar for that. So this guy um, really gets intense um, it, you know, investigation in with everything. And uh, I saw an interview on Jimmy Kimmel. It was the, the actress that played Neil Armstrong's wife. And he straight asks her, um, do you believe that there was actually a, a moon landing? And she said, yeah, I, I do. So I was like, hmm, okay. So if she believes that, uh, what did this Josh guy do when he was writing the screenplay? What did he do? Like, what kind of investigations? And I guess this this is what this is what freaked me out because I'm like, okay, well, this makes sense. He 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 worked very closely with like all the family. He worked closely with Janet Armstrong, Mark and Rick Armstrong, and then a bunch of um, astronauts: um, Mike Collins, Buzz Aldrin, um, Dave Skull, Frank Hughes, Joe Engel. So. I love the movie and it totally made me believe, totally made me believe. I'm like, okay, yes. But then I was, I yes. found out about another movie. And when I watched this movie, I was like, holy shit, with a capital S. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Capricorn. I Nobody? I didn't hear you. Capricorn no. one. Oh, I didn't see no. Never heard of it. Okay. So this movie was, it came out in 1978, and it starred uh, James Brolin, Sam Watterson, and O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Great dude right there. <laughs> and, yeah, so I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be a cheesy movie, but I've, I haven't, like, jumped and screamed and rooted for a movie in a really long time, and this is something that I did throughout this whole movie, so... Basically, Capricorn One is a fictitious uh, uh, spacecraft that is actually being on a mission to Mars. Okay, and this is in the, in the, in the late seventies. And James Brolin, O.J. Simpson, and Sam Watterson are the astronauts. Um, they go through the whole interview process. They they go through all the training, and the day has come. They're sitting in the the rocket they're you know doing all the stuff that they need to do and then they show the rocket taking off and then it goes to a scene where you see these three astronauts and they're being shoved into a van and then they're driven to the desert and then they're put into a helicopter and flown farther into the desert and they're like what the fuck is going on well Every conspiracy theory about the moon landing and how this went about, this movie totally narrates that. They go into a big, huge bunker where there's a full setup, and it is just bananas. I mean, you guys have to watch it. I don't want to spoil the ending for you, but 
I was like, dude, yeah, this was so easy for them to to film. And I mean, and this movie um, totally goes along with the whole conspiracy theory. And it's just I got to so watch that. That sounds that sounds right up my alley. You know, it's it, it, it's 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 it seems more plausible to be fake than to be real uh, for other things too. It does. How 237,000 miles away and we had a live broadcast. How is that possible? How, I, there's no 5G towers between right. here and the moon. How in the fucking is Right. And you know, in Capricorn one, there is a part that it kind of explains that. So I, I really, I really like that part because I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's on Amazon. You have to pay for it, but it's like three dollars and ninety nine cents. It was the best four dollars I ever paid I for. It was so great. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I have Prime oh, too, so right. it was I'll still three ninety nine. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so I worth it. It's so worth it. Again, <laughs> yeah, me too. Just so you can see the sweater. So the thing. Oh yeah, the sweater. It's like clear as day. <laughs> it's so great i'm still on the fence um being a, a proud american i i would love to believe that all that was real and that poor poor neil armstrong and buzz aldrin and the other dude whatever his name Tom was Collins. that they didn't have to live their life yeah I, I just don't want them to have to live their life to keep this secret all the way to the grave it's just you know there's such a beloved um group of men and uh i would just not want that for them but like you said rock it's there is. there's a lot yeah. of stuff yeah that makes I, and you i'm, go, I'm huh. right there with you i would love to believe you know what makes you feel good um but shit i i gotta say uh you know, the past decade of not even decade, like the past six years, um, I've read so many damn books that I've the more I learn, the more I, I just second guess everything and not just some things like literally everything that's big and important. I'm learning to always second guess it and look at all the sides of the story. You know, it's like um, on a little side note, um, Vietnam War. It's 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 in the archives at Freedom of Information Act. You can get this information. Um, we went to we went to war with the North Vietnamese on a false piece of information. You know, we were told that the North Vietnamese attacked a bunch of our boats. And so, bam, the war started. There was no such attack. And it's recorded in history. And even um, you, you can hear the uh, the president. I, I Sorry, I'm a terrible um, guest. I don't I don't have all the information, but the president at the time <laughs> is on recording saying that, yeah, it was an accident. It should have never happened. So we, that was like the deadliest. Oh, my God. Ever, but, but the thing about it is no one talks yeah. about it anymore. It's not e like like it's not even brought up. And it's that's a conspiracy theory that came out to be true. A true conspiracy conspiracy theory doesn't mean it's it's a false theory. It just means. The definition of a conspiracy theory is two or more parties um, working together for like a nefarious act of some sort, you know. So there's a true conspiracies yeah. all the time. Um, but, you know, that's why I'm, I'm just like it. it I want to believe that that we, we did it, but it's 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 tough. It's tough for me, you know. So what really got me is the this this is what blew my mind um i i did do a deep dive we kind of didn't cover 
what I what I found. But the thing that kind of put the nail on the head for me is that the original tapes of the moon landing um, at the NASA archives yeah. are right. missing. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2006, they they said, oh, we can't find them. Oh, where did we put those darn things? Uh, you know, the missus was yeah. dusting the other day kind of thing. And so then three years later, they're like, you know what? Whoopsie daisy. We think we uh, just recorded. Like it's, an old, like, like it's grandpa's VHS tape. That Which didn't... is right like it's jazzer size on some VHS oh, not those tapes no not the upper shelf don't uh, get those <laughs> right right not the upper shelf <laughs> dad's gonna be yeah so that's mad. another thing here um, i feel like yeah um you, you when and even when i watch the news today be really careful like they go from facts and emotions to facts and emotions you go back and forth and back and forth same thing with nasa it's like sometimes you hear these NASA statements and you're like, wow, that guy just sounds really smart. You know, look at all the lab coats. Ooh. And so it's like, sometimes they could be saying some stupid ass shit, but they sound smart and they look smart. You're like, well, they must be true. He's a scientist, you know? And to this day, the whole, the, just the word scientist is supposed to make you tremble and say, okay, they're right. And I'm wrong. And that shouldn't be how society works. We should always, you know, make our own choices and decide who we trust and who we believe. Just because someone says they're a scientist doesn't mean that they are moral. It doesn't mean that they're telling the truth. It just means that that's their profession. So, you know what? You yeah. know what? We have questions, right? And that is something that we should all get to say all the time. We have questions. Totally. And that's okay, right? Totally. It's good totally. To question yeah. Things. I, I, you know, I wouldn't bet the farm on it because. <laughs> yeah. You have a farm. Oh. <laughs> I want to go and see the goats. The wife, the wife wants chickens, and she wants goats? to be sustainable. You know, because with this like coronavirus shit going on, she's like, "We need a farm. We need goats, a chicken, and a, a cow to lay magic eggs. Wait, cows don't lay eggs. Uh, the chicken lays the mag- <laughs> the hen lays the magic eggs. But whatever. She, she wants. She wants. Who the lays stuff, the eggs? So. Just tell us. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. I don't think <laughs> we have for farm animals over here by Canyon High, but, you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can take some yeah. privileges and do what we want, I guess. Yeah. I, I'd like to get some. Um, I mean, we, we go through a lot of eggs. So I, I'm okay with the chicken coop, but I hear if you buy, like, the baby chickens, you don't know which one's going to turn into a rooster. So it's kind of like rolling the dice, you know? One. Oh, I always thought that you couldn't have hens without a rooster. Otherwise, the the hens wouldn't produce eggs. I don't know how that works. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, think, that's right. I think like you they have need to the have rooster, a rooster to like you know like get no. the hens excited to have yeah because eggs. they well because no, they, they can no. have eggs. Birds, they don't have to get eggs. they don't have to get it on yeah. to have eggs, right? Right. No. It, no, it's a normal, normal process. Like us girls that, you know, ovulate, okay. same thing with right. the chicken. Yeah, that's all foreign to me. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And if it doesn't get fertilized, then it, it comes out and it's what we eat. <laughs> have you seen? Yum. This has nothing to do with conspiracy theories, but have you seen the, uh, the eggs? I think it's in the Philippines and certain countries and they, they, they're, they're like almost, no. almost, <laughs> yeah. no. they're like almost hatched eggs. 
No. And they um they eat right through the Gross. shell, and there's like a fuzzy little oh, bird. Yeah. You eat the whole thing. You put some tapatio on it. Mm. Yeah. It's called a balut. Called a balut. Right. Balut. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Gross. Ugh. I remember seeing those back in the day with one of those like bear shows where like yeah. you gotta do Fear this, factor. you gotta do that, you win a million dollars. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think gross. I could, but I still might like it better than an over easy egg, which I refuse to eat to this day. Oh, I can't have those. <laughs> I enjoy those. You know, at it's time. just it, yeah, it's a certain type of like my wife loves uh, sunny side up. You know, and then you break the yolk, and then you dip your toast. I I, I haven't got on that. I haven't got on board mm. with that yet, but maybe someday. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> maybe when you yeah. uh, grow up, Rock, you'll like it. I'm never. You know me. I'm never going to grow up. I just bought my fourth RC car this week, so I have no plans of growing up. Oh, <laughs> M G. Well, have fun. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. you get one life. Have fun with it. How you guys That's doing it. with the Rona? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've had it twice now. Did you hear about the antibody test um, results that were released from Los Angeles County? No. They're they're coming to find Uh -uh. out that hundreds and thousands of Californians already have the antibodies. So they think this thing's been going around since last summer, possibly. And and so basically the death rate has gone from the 1-2% down to the 0.01-0.02% because... Do we so, have a conspiracy yeah, we might. theory Who there? knows, right? <laughs> oh, all of a sudden? What? All of a sudden, huh? A scientist in a lab coat is going to come out and go, whoopsie-daisies, and then uh, we can Well, I can't even drive by like an yeah, AT&T but... truck anymore without wondering, are they putting up a 5G tower? What are they doing over there? Like, I'm eyeballing them, you know, and I'm like, oh. Uh, oh, well, no. For sure somebody's just yeah. listening to you. Oh, you know what's for funny sure. is... Um, and I don't know okay. if this is related, but after our last podcast, um, a- as usual, um, I got a little fired up on social media one day and started politically trash talking and posting. Yeah, what? Yeah. I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, po- posting some wild memes. And, and then right I posted one meme that was, um, it wasn't even an inappropriate meme. It was like, it was... Um, it was someone dressed in like a Nazi uniform who wasn't a Nazi, right? Like a politician, <laughs> right? Which yeah. rock, rock, rock. Did I, you go to well, Facebook no, jail? I got punished. <laughs> I got a, it, so the next time I logged on Facebook, I had a, 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 a big screen that I'd never seen before. It said, um, you, we do not, ag- the content you posted is inappropriate and goes against our community guidelines. Uh, as a result of this, you can no longer go live or advertise for 30 days. <gasps> That's yeah, Facebook that's jail. jail. You went to Facebook jail. But I still, oh, I can still you're go, in jail, I, I dude. Do you know how to make jail like pizza? Peruse around. I just can't. Yeah. Um. I, right. I guess I can't advertise or sell. I can't sell my succulents anymore. <laughs> <laughs> dude, they. Oh I my know, god, they they're on to you, dude. I swear, oh my god, I swear. Like I've I've seen a post from like say like a like a political leader, someone with like hundreds of thousands of followers. And I'd be like, Ooh, I like that post. I'm going to share it. And then I've shared the post. And then the, my version of the shared post has been getting fact checked. So I get this big, like filter over the picture. You've been fact checked. Here's a list of reasons why. And I'm like, the person who posted it wasn't fact checked, but then I shared it. And now I'm fact checked. I'm like, "Uh, you've done it now, rock. That's it. It's crazy. I'm going to start an army. 
Well, you should lock your doors yeah, maybe right? at night. Well, I don't know. The good news is we have the single pane windows, so I can hear like the raccoons or anything walking by the house. I can hear them right away. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're fine. You know. Yeah, yeah, you can hear everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we didn't get to hear uh, Dre or Red's views on, on the moon landing. What, what, uh, let's let's uh, end it with what you guys uh, believe happened. I, I have a feeling I know what Red thinks, yeah. but what about you, Dre? So let's hear Red. Let's go. I want to hear it. Oh, Oh, I, I could go which way all over the place uh -huh. and ha huh on this one. There, there was a lot of things that, you know, um, I thought was weird. Like in the footage of Earth, there were no oceans or continents on the Earth. So you would think you could, you should have been able to see that, uh -huh. like things like that. Um, I don't want to kind of go into all of it now, um, but... Yes. Yeah, I, I think it was. Probably I got it. one more on board. Yeah, but don't tell, that. don't tell uh, half my fan band because that just made my. You, that really did just make my day, though. Just to have someone like alter their point of view of thinking of something so common, you know, it's oh. it's, it's, it's it's that's refreshing to me. Like. Oh, uh, well, let me tell you, I, I, I have, I'm yeah. a pretty open-minded person, right? I really am. Um, I, I just, I think that there's always more to, to what we think or see. And this, this to me, I could see being a hook. So yeah, I'm going to go with, yeah, I, I think it is. So, so my viewpoint is, and, and it sucks because I, I have like this internal struggle and I feel like everything in my life is an internal struggle in my <laughs> yeah. mind. Like, <laughs> so I'm more of a science-based The person, struggle is real. I'm also really, like, empathetic. And so when I read this stuff, I'm like, oh, shit. You know? So I'm, I'm really, like, read in this where I'm like, maybe it is a hoax. And like I said, I haven't had the time to really dive deep. But I have a feeling when I do, I'm going to come out thinking it's probably a hoax. Yeah, that it, it kind of hurts too, you know, because it, it, it kind of changes That's... your perception of reality. And if they could, mm -hmm. if they could fake that, what else could they fake? What else could they stage? Um, so it, it only takes one conspiracy theory to open you up to a lot more. That's the scary part. It's like when that. Well, I mean, I think also with, with, with that thinking rock, like opening the doors to other things that might be there is, you know, president reagan and the missiles right and they had to come out and say oh yeah actually that that was yeah that wasn't real right that the reagan um officials had to come out and say yeah we we weren't honest there so we know that they're willing to do it right we know america yep, yep. is oh, willing yeah. to do things um right and so because of that that kind of that kind of makes me feel like it, anything is possible, and right? It, if they want to win, what makes the anything. most sense is that it makes sense that they faked it for the the fact that we didn't we haven't gone back. If 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 they didn't fake it, we'd have we'd we'd have some buildings on the moon right now, guaranteed. I mean, we're almost mm -hmm. have we almost have right. flying cars. That's... Everyone owns a drone. That you know, we got a, a video camera on every single doorbell. Like I just I I I, I am a believer that our that there's experts out there, there's talent and our technology is incredible. We almost have AI 
and by but they want AI installed in human in the human brain by 2030. That's a goal of these freaking weirdos out there. Um, so I just think that if it was something that happened, the technology would only be better. You, mm-hmm. And you don't lose those tapes. You, you don't lose mm-hmm. those tapes. Like if you're gonna lose some tapes. <laughs> You, we might yeah. have recorded over them. No, the only you, like yeah. most important footage of our yeah, you time. Lose receipts, not tapes. You, you lose what? Them, right before tax season, you. I misplaced that box. You know, there was a fire. I that. Uh, oh, I just couldn't. I just couldn't even get over that. That's like something you can't debunk. Like yeah. even NASA's it's, it's like, funny no, that when they have the guy, there's this one guy. He, he kind of looks like Bill Nye, but he's got glasses, and he's like, oh. The, the interesting part about that is we lost the technology and it would be too painful to bring back. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, he sounds so smart and nerdy. Like how, you don't want to make fun of him. Like you just believe him. Right. So I don't know. Hey, one quick thing. Uh, um, this was in fun. the movie this Toy Story, the same carpet that's in the shiny is in Sid, yes. I believe Sid's house. Um, it's, it's his carpet and it's also his <laughs> wallpaper. And then, you know, Buzz Lightyear, what? Buzz Aldrin, he thinks he can fly. He oh. can't really fly. He thinks he has a laser blaster, but it's not real. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tom Hanks was in Apollo a, 11. Oh, my God. The, I'll tell you what. Apollo. The movies nowadays are so much fun for a conspiracy theorist to watch because you, you got to look for those things. Yes. Quick, quick, quick side note. Um, Monster, Monsters Incorporated. <laughs> Check that out. Just look up conspiracy theories on Monsters Incorporated, and um, that's a whole that's that's a fun. We'll get into it another time. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys watch. Oh, uh, uh, you guys go watch yeah, Capricorn for one. Sure. Copernicus. Because that would blow your mind. Not Copernicus. Capricorn. Capricorn. <laughs> Capricorn. I'm gonna one. watch it tonight. Yes. Allison's gonna kill me, but I'm gonna watch it tonight. <laughs> you can thank us later. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this, was, yeah. this, this is fun, guys. All I right. Mean, this well, it's going to be a fun one. And, and yeah. um, I hope to have more. I mean, I could talk about this forever, too. It was it was awesome. But um, <laughs> there's only so much yeah. hours yeah. in a day. But maybe we'll do a part two, you know, somewhere down the line. If, if we all do a deep dive and we find out some more information that, that we want to talk about, maybe we'll mm-hmm. we'll do a part two to it. So, yeah, it's not it's not yeah. gone. It's not gone. All right. I have a fun suggestion. Uh, I think we should end these new fun episodes with we have questions. Cool. I'm that? all for that. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. And all of our listeners out there, why don't you guys email us or even message us on super um, on super on social media and and let us know yeah. what you think. We want to know. You know, I'm sure I'm sure we got some people heated up and I'm sure we got them going. So, you know, yeah, give it to us. We're ready. Are you We're ready? ready? We, right. have One, we, we have questions. We have questions. Uh, Yay. That was so bad. I <laughs> yep. love it. It just gets better and better. Yeah. I do. I love how bad it is. Okay, well, thank you, Rock, for joining us again. Thank you guys can't for wait. having me. Thank you, Rock. Yeah, we can't wait till next week. And um, goodbye. Good Love y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
Handcuffs and Sage is hosted by Red, Timo, and Dre in a shitty guest room in Los Angeles. Theme music is Leave Now by We Are Wasted. Cover art done by Megan Winchester. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Show some love on iTunes. Be a badass and do what you want. Until next time. <laughs>